This is the Daily Signal podcast for Friday, August 28th. I'm Virginia Allen. And I'm Rachel Del Judas. Netflix has a new film coming out called Cuties that is purportedly about the sexualization of kids. But does it do more harm than good? Lila Rose, founder and president of Live Action, joins me on the Daily Signal podcast to discuss. Don't forget, if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to leave a review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe. Now, on to our top news. The Department of Justice has deployed about 200 federal agents to Kenosha, Wisconsin, amid violence and unrest following the police shooting of Jacob Blake, an African-American man, on Sunday. The federal authorities will aid local law enforcement to end the violence and rioting in the city. After two individuals were shot and killed during riots Tuesday night, Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers, a Democrat, announced on Wednesday that he will send 500 National Guard members to Kenosha and agreed to accept federal help. President Trump tweeted Wednesday, we will not stand for looting, arson, violence, and lawlessness on American streets. My team just got off the phone with Governor Evers, who agreed to accept federal assistance. Portland should do the same. Today, I will be sending federal law enforcement and the National Guard to Kenosha, Wisconsin to restore law and order. Violence also broke out in Minneapolis on Wednesday night after incorrect information spread regarding the suicide of an African-American man. Mayor Jacob Frey, a Democrat, requested National Guard help and imposed a curfew in Minneapolis Wednesday night after individuals began to loot businesses. The violence followed misinformation about a potential black homicide suspect who shot himself on Wednesday when police surrounded him. Minneapolis Police Chief Madaria Aradond said, this is not an officer-related incident. We're compounding more tragedy by the destruction and folks wanting to do harm to our communities in our downtown sector this evening. This is my city. We will not tolerate that. An additional 1 million Americans filed for unemployment insurance benefits last week. The Labor Department reported the numbers on Thursday which shows a slight decline in claims from the previous week. CNN Business reported that the country has only had one week at the beginning of August that has seen less than a million jobless claims since March at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. President Barack Obama praised the NBA's Milwaukee Bucks for boycotting a playoff game against the Orlando Magic on Wednesday night in response to the Jacob Blake police shooting. Obama wrote on Twitter, I commend the players on the at Bucks for standing up for what they believe in. Coaches like at Doc Rivers and the at NBA and at WNBA for setting an example. It's going to take all our institutions to stand up for our values. In response to the boycott, the NBA postponed three other games that were slated to take place on Wednesday night. A professor at Syracuse University who used the term Wuhan flu, speaking of the coronavirus, is now on leave. John Zubita, a chemistry professor, used the term in a syllabus for a class, inorganic chemistry. In it, he included a section called Special Notices Related to the COVID-19 Pandemic, where he called the coronavirus the Wuhan flu and the Chinese Communist Party virus, 
campus reform reported. Syracuse University has publicly decried the terminology used by Zubedia in a public announcement, as well as an email to students, saying that he used derogatory language, which was damaging to the student body and offensive to Chinese, international, and Asian Americans everywhere who've experienced hate speech, rhetoric, and actions since the pandemic began. Syracuse University is investigating a complaint filed against Zubita under the school's Office of Equal Opportunity, Inclusion, and Resolution Services. Now stay tuned for my conversation with Lila Rose on Netflix's upcoming film called Cuties. What the heck is trickle-down economics? Does the military really need a space force? What is the meaning of American exceptionalism? I'm Michelle Cordero. I'm Tim Desher. And every week on the Heritage Explains podcast, we break down a hot-button policy issue in the news at a 101 level. Through an entertaining mix of personal stories, media clips, music, and interviews, we help you actually understand the issues. So do this. Subscribe to Heritage Explains on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts today. I'm joined today on the Daily Signal podcast by Lila Rose. She's the founder and president of Live Action. Lila, it's great to have you with us on the Daily Signal podcast. Thanks for having me, Rachel. Well, it's great to be with you. So Netflix is releasing a new movie called Cuties, which originally featured a sexualized poster of young girls. Mm -hmm. And the original description stated per World News, Amy Eleven becomes fascinated with a twerking dance crew. Hoping to join them, she starts to explore her own femininity, defying her family's traditions. Mm -hmm. Lila, you've been speaking out about this film. What are your thoughts? Sure. Well, it was, first of all, it just goes to show Netflix is not really caring about protecting girls or uh, victims of sexual exploitation because when they said the poster was exploitative but that the actual movie wasn't, I think that's just outright lie. I mean, anybody who watched that trailer, and I did watch this three-minute trailer of the movie. The movie's not released yet through Netflix, but it is clear that the whole film, it's not just the poster, but the whole film is exploiting young girls. It's not showing their femininity, it's sexualizing them. And many of the images, even in that trailer, I would consider softcore pornography. I mean, encouraging young girls to um, remove clothing, um, twerk, act in very sexual ways, hide it from their parents. I mean, this is in, in, in an environment today where over 50% of minors online are being approached for sexual favors or asked being effectively molested online by, by creeps, by pedophiles, by people out to hurt children. So for Netflix to do this, I think they're just furthering the exploitation of children and they're trying to normalize it, which is incredibly concerning and the reason why there's so much outrage and there should be. Well, uh, you had commented on Twitter that Cuties is the outright promotion of pedophilia. Can you talk a little bit about more why that's the case? Sure. So, I mean, anytime an adult um, is, or anyone is engaging with a child in a sexual way, that's sexual abuse. And there are laws against it as it should be. I mean, this is a completely inappropriate, it's evil, it's harmful to children. And an 11 year old is a child. I mean, legally she's a child. Um, she typically is not even past puberty at that age. She's prepubescent. And she, and anybody 
sexualizing her, anybody uh, treating her in a sexual way or taking sexual photos of her or creating a sexual film about her, that is a form of objectification and exploitation. And so pedophilia today, I think it's being normalized. I mean, we're seeing this, unfortunately, through a lot of the you know, simple things, whether it's jokes by celebrities about pedophilia, whether it's actual an actual movement by some in the LGBTQIA plus movement saying that man-boy relationships should be normalized. There are these pushes in our society. And what this film does is it says that it's okay for people to gape, gape, gape at, to look at, to, uh, to, to actually approve of and even promote young girls acting in sexual ways at just 11. So this is what pedophiles do. They groom their victims to say that it's, they should be acting sexy as children, that they are sexual beings as children and should act out sexually. And pedophiles use that approach in order to get their victims to feel more, they're trying to get them acclimated so that they can then abuse them. This whole film is effectively a grooming mechanism for young girls to tell them that it's normal to act out sexually, it's normal to do sexually suggestive dancing, wear sexually suggestive clothes, and that this is part of growing up. It's not part of growing up. This is actually part of being a part of a culture that objectifies women and young girls, and it needs to stop. Well, Netflix did respond to the outrage. They said in a statement to Deadline, we're deeply sorry for inappropriate artwork that we used for cuties. It is not okay, nor was it representative of this French film, which premiered at Sundance. We've now updated the pictures and promotions. What is your reaction to yeah, what they've had to say? They're, they're lying. Netflix is outright lying to their subscribers and the public here because the poster that created Outcry is merely effectively a still image of the images that are in their trailer and that will be in their film. If anybody were to watch the trailer, the trailer is even more disturbing than the poster because it still has girls um, being encouraged to dress suggestively, dance suggestively in a sexual way, hide it from their parents as some sort of like 11 year old awakening when they're again, just young girls. They're not even, they're, they're not even a, close to adults yet. And so to say that the poster was wrong, but the actual short film isn't wrong, the, the preview isn't wrong, is preposterous. I mean, that, that trailer is literally more images of the poster and, and images like just like that poster had, except worse. Well, I know you said, Lila, that you did see uh, the trailer to this film. Is this something that you plan on watching once it's released? Absolutely not? not. No, I think it's clear. I, I watched the trailer because maybe there is a Maybe there's something we don't know here. Maybe the poster was a mistake of some kind, but the trailer reaffirms that the entire film is what the poster indicated, which is that it's a sexualization of 11-year-old girls. It's grooming them to act sexually, to think that, that that's normal. And the entire film will just be an extension of that. And I think it would be inappropriate for anyone to watch that film. And it's certainly unacceptable that they had young actors uh, acting in that way. And it's unacceptable that they're putting it on a mass distribution platform through Netflix. So. All in all, it is only normalizing the sexualization of children, which is becoming a crisis in this country. I mentioned earlier that over 50% of young teens have been sexually uh, reached out to on the internet. They have been um, solicited for sex. They've been solicited for sexual images. They've been received unwanted advances, often from adults, from pedophiles on the internet. 
and this is over 50% of kids today. I mean, we know that this is a mass problem, whether it's the platform of TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat, that sexual solicitation is happening via the web, that adults are grooming children regularly, attempting to groom children in order to then abuse them. And this is a, a, a mass problem. Combine this with the fact that pornography use rates only increase, have increased in the last 10 years dramatically, that the rate of child porn only mushrooms every single year. So this is a an epidemic in our country and globally. And for Netflix to be part of the problem is completely inexcusable. They need to pull this film. Well, on that note, Lila, um, in commenting about this film, Don Hawkins, the senior vice president and executive director of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, she said that Cuties clearly sexualizes children and in particular girls of color. The pornography industry is built on these stereotypes. Lila, can you talk a little bit about how this happens? Sure. Yeah. And I, I mentioned earlier that over 50% of kids um, have received solicitation. It's actually 50 over 50% of kids have seen pornography online. And right now, some of the latest stats say one in five teenagers have received solicita solicitation. So we know that pornography and sexual solicitation is affecting young children. To show them through a Netflix film that this is normal, it's normal to act sexually when you're 11, it's normal to twerk. I mean, Twerking, by the way, making sexual suggestive moves, showing body parts, that's the kind of solicitation a lot of kids are receiving. So they're receiving a solicitation that says, can you send me pics or can you, um, you know, do a FaceTime call with me? Or they're asking completely inappropriate or making sexual suggestive questions or comments. So this is all part of this, the overarching problem, which is the sexualization of children. Pedophilia is sexual interest in a, in a child. Acting on pedophilia is sexually exploiting that child. That is what is happening. And these platforms, whether it is TikTok or it is Instagram or it's, or it's Snapchat, are allowing a lot of pedophiles on their platforms to make unsolicited, and, and even if it were solicited, it would be wrong, to basically make advances on children. Netflix is basically sending the message through their film cuties that this is normal for kids to act sexually, that it should be encouraged, and that it should be hidden from parents. And that's, that's, that's the way it should be. That's not the, the reality. The reality is children need to be protected. And sex is something that is very beautiful and sacred, but it's for adults in a loving, lifelong relationship, which would be a marriage, and it's not for getting children to get involved sexually. So the larger cultural problem here extends beyond cuties, beyond Netflix. It's the use of technology. It's the normal, normalization of this from other political agendas connected to, unfortunately, the LGBTQIA lobby. And a lot of parents, when they find out about it, they're completely disturbed. And for good reason, because we are entrusted as parents. I mean, I have a, a young child. We are entrusted as parents to protect our children. And they, these companies, entertainment companies, and technology platforms are working against parents' interests and the protection of children. Well, that was actually one of my follow-up questions, and you pretty much did answer it. But big picture, Lila, are we doing okay as a culture letting girls stay girls? I mean, obviously, this is a very, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like showing us in our face that this is a problem we have. Or would you say our culture is pressuring young girls to be yeah. sexual when they're far too young? Yeah, I think, I mean, they, it, it, this is case in point that they are, our culture is sexualizing young girls, encouraging them to be sexual when they're far too young. I mean, women are beautiful, girls are beautiful, human beings are beautiful. We should celebrate the beauty and the goodness of all people. But sexualizing is creating 
children, or you can be an adult, into an object for the sake of sexual pleasure. Human beings are not to be made objects for the sake of sexual pleasure. Human beings are created for love. Young children are created for love. And sexual pleasure is only appropriate in the context of a marriage where there is love and where there is that willingness to start a family and do all the things that are ordered to the purpose of sex. Sex is designed for creating new life. It's designed for intimacy. It's not designed for abuse, exploitation, or, or the horrific situation of taking a child and trying to make them responsible for creating sexual pleasure in an adult. I mean, that is, it's evil. And most people know that. I mean, I think most people know that, but in a society that is desensitizing itself by allowing so much pornography, by even allowing uh, so many young girls are, are, are being influenced by role models that are basically flaunting their sexuality, using it as a tool to sell things on Instagram or to you know, get more likes or followers, it all sends the wrong message. The, 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 the positive message is human beings are beautiful. We're created in the image of God. We are sacred. We are precious. Sex is a beautiful thing but it's not created to sell, to use, to abuse. People aren't created for that. They're created for love. Well, Lila, how would you encourage not only parents, but so many of those who do have Netflix and so many people have it to respond to this? Netflix does pay attention. I mean, they did back down and say the poster was bad. They need to keep hearing from us whether it's through social media, it's contacting Netflix's uh, customer service bureau. You can also use the power of the purse and say, I, I will not subscribe to Netflix anymore and, and, and refuse to continue to be a patron of their services. So I would encourage all of these as options because if we are silent and we just let this go on, they will continue to do it. So I think if you're a customer or if you're just a concerned American or parent, making your voice heard publicly as well as directly to Netflix is crucial. Well, we're going to get back to sexualization and hypersexualization of women. I want to take one kind of like caveat here and talk a little bit about a recent development you tweeted about this week, mm -hmm. talking about Planned Parenthood. And you said Planned Parenthood staffers admit under oath to committing partial birth abortions against federal law to intact organs. This involves pulling a baby feet first, except the head, then sticking scissors in, sectioning their brain, and crushing her skull. Can you tell us about what these staffers admitted to and what the situation yeah. is here? Yeah, so it's extremely horrific, but keep in mind this is happening in our country right now, today. Late-term abortions and abortions at, to the number of 2,300 abortions every single day, all on children with beating hearts, and any baby of any age should be protected and not killed. So these are particularly horrific procedures to learn about because you are, we're talking about a fully formed infant that is about to be born and in, instead is turned around, delivered breech, his or her spinal cord is cut or his neck is snipped by a, by a knife or, or forceps, and then their brains are suctioned out to collapse the skull and continue to deliver the baby. Absolutely horrific. And this is something that's being admitted on tape that this is done. I mean, we in the pro-life community know this is happening. We're working to stop it. Most Americans don't know it. But what's so powerful about this, Rachel, is a current abortionist, Deborah Nicotola, who has worked for Planned Parenthood, is admitting on tape in 2014 to Center for Medical Progress investigators, a friend of mine, David Zelayden, that she actually uses this method of partial birth abortion because she doesn't want to rip the body apart in utero. I mean, this is absolutely 
perfect to even consider, but in a late-term abortion, you need to deliver the baby. In any abortion, you need to deliver the baby. You want to deliver the baby dead. That's what the abortionist does. They're paid to stop a beating heart. But in this situation, they have another motive. They also want to get salvable body parts so that they can then sell them. Planned Parenthood wants to make sure that when the body is removed from the mother, the baby's body, it's removed whole so that they're able to harvest the body parts. If they uh, abort in the typical way, which would be to rip the baby out piece by piece with most of the baby still in the mother, they might damage those, those valuable organs that they want to sell illegally. And so what the abortionist is admitting on this tape is that she uses what is technically an illegal abortion procedure to deliver the baby breech, so a, a, a living, kicking, moving baby, stab the baby in the neck, suction its brain so that she can then harvest from that baby's body usable organs and body parts. Completely heinous. And they, later on, the same abortionist under oath talked about doing this again. So the case is crystal clear that the abortion industry is doing this, they have been doing this for decades, and that's one of the reasons that Live Action and other groups are calling on the Department of Justice to take action right now, because there is a clear case, I think, against them. Federal law says you can't sell baby body parts. Here, Planned Parenthood is admitting that they actually changed their abortion procedures to get sellable baby body parts. The case is very clear. So we're calling on the Department of Justice to step in here to prosecute these atrocities and to ultimately lead to the conviction of Planned Parenthood, which would stop their taxpayer funding and shutter many of their, their houses of horror. Well, thank you for sharing that. As hard as it is to hear, it's important to be educated on that. So thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Going back to hypersexualization, we talked a lot about cuties. Uh, Cardi B just released a new song called WAP, and a lot of people have a lot of things to say about it, but what is your perspective on her song as it relates to the hypersexualization of women. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I did not watch the full music video. I saw a screenshot, so I think I understand what happened in it. And I know, I, you know, read the lyrics. And it's just, um, it's just a shame. It's a shame that someone with Cardi B's talent and her potential that she is writing a song that, in a, in a, in an unabashed, uh, blatant way sexualizes and objectifies women. I mean, it, the whole thing is about our body parts and um, getting things from men sexually and graphic depictions of sex. I mean, it is a pornographic song and it doesn't uplift or elevate women or men or relationships. It brings it down to the, to the lowest denominator and degrades everybody. So, you know, I, I look forward to the day when we have more people involved in, in pop music and, and rap who are respectful of women and respectful of human beings and create beautiful, positive music that talks about all the good things and, and instead of objectifying them. I mean, I do think that those, those people exist in, in, in culture and the arts right now. I mean, I think even just someone like Justin Bieber, and he's not specifically rap, he's into some more R&B lately, but even him you know, rapping about his love for his wife or um, he, he, talking about how he saved sex for marriage and how he wanted to get married to his now wife. And in the process, he wanted to make sure to not have sex with her beforehand because he thinks sex is precious and he respects her. That Those examples do exist in our culture, which is the good news. And I would just hope that Cardi B can maybe hear some of the feedback that this is not okay and that she can use her many talents to create good and beautiful music.
Something that has kind of joined the conversation since the release of her song because it was so popular. And I know there's an internationally known female comic that I follow that basically said what I'm about to say. And she was saying that Cardi B is essentially courageously joining this crowd of male artists and rappers who have been unabashedly producing sexually explicit songs mm -hmm. for decades and that this was a very courageous thing to do. And I, I wrote about yeah. this and something I wanna ask you about is, yeah. Since when does empowerment for anyone right, right. mean sexualization yeah. and basically putting yourself out there as, you know, oh, I'm sexual and this is yeah. freeing somehow? Like, like yeah. why is that a thing? Well, Rachel, you think you're spot on. I mean, it shouldn't be a thing. Um, I think that the idea that there are men out there sexualizing women and objectifying them and being disrespectful. And so therefore, us as women should do the same thing so that we can be just like them. <laughs> I mean, that is lowering the bar and it's getting in the mud and becoming like the, the very people that we're criticizing. So, you know, again, I think that there's this temptation to just want to be like the worst person out there. Like if, if a man is doing, you know, being like, if being like a man is to disrespect women and sexualize them, then me and a, as a woman, I'm going to go do that. Um, you're just lowering yourself to their level. And again, I think Cardi B has such a huge platform. She could do so much good for the world by saying, I'm not going to be part of that culture, that culture of objectification, that culture of being crass and being um, disrespectful to women. I'm going to elevate. And there are people out there trying to do that. So again, I think your voice is really important. I think anybody's voice on social media speaking out because usually sex can sell, which is again, a, a, a bad thing. I think people, that's why we have actual sexual trafficking and human trafficking because sex can sell, but there is an alternate where if people are willing to speak up against it, it does encourage and incentivize artists and creators to say, wait a minute, just because sex can sell with some people doesn't mean we should be doing it. So I think the, the outcry is good to Cardi. And I think the message can be a positive one. Look, you don't have to get in the mud with other rappers that disrespect women and objectify women. You could be part of the solution and create empower, really empowering, beautiful music. Well, Lila, thank you so much for being with us today. A lot of heavy topics, but stuff that we need to talk about. So thank you for being thank with us. Thank you. And thanks for writing on this stuff. I think it's so important and your, your voice is really powerful. So thanks for having me. And that will do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to the Daily Signal podcast. You can find the Daily Signal podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Please be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with you all on Monday. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Kate Trinko and Rachel Del Judas. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. For more information, visit DailySignal.com.